0: If you hear what sounds like a chaotic drum line in the background, I don't know what it is either, but we're sorry. We Um, share space with very tiny children when we're in the gay space. Yeah. I would assume it's the tiny children. I don't know who gives tiny children drums. Yeah. Because we were back in person on the big queer couch. This is queer halftime. I wish our big
1: queer couch was like rainbow.
0: I know. We Mm. should just
1: cover it in blankets next time.
0: We should. We should. They're also nicely folded, though. Shout out to our volunteer, Valentine, for that, because we appreciate you. Hi, Valentine. Hello. Uh, my name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. And I am here with Kelsey. I also use she, they pronouns. Perfect. Yeah. We um, had a very fun night on Saturday. We went to a big drag coronation, and our boss got a couple awards, Um, And we got to take two of our little youth and they were all dressed up in suits. She says little youth.
1: I know that they're probably going to listen to this and be like, we're not little. We're like almost 14 and almost 16. You're not little, like just in our worlds. We're like,
0: this was an 18 plus event and we snuck in
1: two under 18s so like um, it was
0: you know yeah it was super cute though because they're these two trans mass kids they were all dressed up in suits I as someone who loves fashion was giving one of them advice on buttoning and unbuttoning the suit jacket and then we had um the partner of one of the people there was giving them actual practical advice from a suit wearer shout um, out to nathan yeah he shout he should out to also nathan. come on this podcast at some point i don't know if he listens i don't know he's wonderful consider this your invitation if you do um <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so it was it was very very sweet um the kids had me go and like talk to a couple drag performers they really liked to take pictures with them because they oh, were anxious God. um yeah we brought <laughs> people found out there were children there and we we're like it's okay their parents agreed Yeah. And they were like, all right, we're going to just do whatever we were going to do anyway. If you get in trouble, that's on you. Yeah. No, it was just, it was really
1: good and really cute. And like, this is actually kind of a good, what I'm about to say is a good segue into our topic of the week, because it's so nice to work for a safe place that kind of like encourages you to do these things and like allows you to do these things. And like, we were both able to have a couple drinks, which is super normal with like, youth of that age and like it was kind of like nobody than I and the youth were super mature and they were absolutely wonderful and we were so proud to have them there representing out loud and it was just like compared to like having previous jobs in the past where like work events are like pulling teeth yeah like, they're like you have staff on day and I'm like I would literally rather throw myself onto a set of train tracks than go to your staff one day this was like just so wholesome and so refreshing and yeah. so
0: family oriented well it was and not just like family but like it was very freeing mm-hmm. like usually if you're bringing the people you work with mm-hmm. like especially if they're youth there are like rules so like i had i think two glasses of prosecco mm-hmm. which you yeah. know i very rarely drink but i was like i'm at you know a big mm-hmm. expensive event that my boss paid for i'm yeah. gonna have a nice little a drink, glass yeah. of bubbly um but yeah. And like, I was thinking about it when I was getting dressed. I'm like, oh, our kids are going to be there. But like, there was a parent right upstairs that yeah. stayed
1: in the hotel that was just like, so yeah. Like it's yeah. just the community that kind of like, we are a part of now. We're so, so grateful because it's just very like, it's human. Yes. You know? And like, we're humanized. And when we do these things with people, it's like, they're we still sometimes get to participate and like we don't always get to participate sometimes we have to facilitate right which is totally fine because we like yeah. doing that but every once in a while we're like oh this is kind of cool we get to like just go and sit and
0: watch yeah we got to dress up have like the dinner like yeah. hang out it was very fun and we got to watch our boss get two awards which is yes. like he's my and pseudo dad our and, entire table knew about it except for him which was very fun yeah yeah <laughs> I just—it was just the most wholesome thing in the world. So, yeah. apparently, we're starting and ending our day with queer joy today. We are. We were talking about what our queer joys were going to be and how we both have multiples. So it's going to be a joyful episode, I think. I've already. But also a show. little bit of a rebellious episode because of what we're talking about. Um, oh my god, I hate that show. Are you, no, you don't. Do you see? Controversial. The, the whole episode
1: topic has been changed. I'm and sorry, now we're gonna debate about the Big Bang. The,
0: like the weird casual misogyny that's like rife throughout it. I'm not a fan of. And like I remember, so I think what it was is the whole premise is like, oh my God, look at these geniuses who don't know how to interact with people. And I remember them making some joke that nobody else, like in the TV room, mm-hmm. got, and that was like. That was the joke is that nobody understood it and i'm like i'm in grade 11 chemistry and i understood that joke yes <sighs> i don't know i'm just not a fan <laughs> oh okay and that's okay we will We will. yeah you we, can like it i don't like it that's fair and that's okay you know what i don't play dnd there you go and you live your life for dnd okay much, so okay you know what you know what it's so much fun. I love it. This is how I felt when you said you didn't like the big bad berries. I know. Um, well, no, it was actually very sweet. We were talking to one of our youth who were playing and they're playing a character who's like very charismatic and charming. Um, and they're in real life, they're very withdrawn. And they were like, how do you reconcile these things? You're like, well, you know, it's a game. Nobody thinks it's you. You're playing a character, and it's a good way to kind of practice, mm. kind of letting go and just interesting. Yeah. So you're telling
1: me that DD builds life skills. It actually does. I'm telling you weirdly enough. Big
0: Bang Theory. Okay. I have learned a lot.
1: Okay. From that show, okay. and I have binged it several times, and every time I learned something new.
0: <laughs> but anyway, what well, we're the real the real episode is, is about... Not about. Big Bang Theory or D and um, is just being told that your existence is too political for like mainstream society Mm. like and I feel like this happens to a lot of marginalized groups is you will be talking about like the most mundane experience like we could be talking about our coming out story or some experience we had in the most sanitized way like not angry not swearing not like super you -hmm. know depressing or anything and it's like okay well we need to tone it down because that's a little too political interesting yeah that's an interesting situation and I feel like that happens a lot like Mm -hmm. not just with the queer community like even you know if a co-worker asks you like oh what'd you do this weekend it's like oh my partner and I went to a family reunion and they're like um that's a little inappropriate for work it's like what did I have a partner but I have a family you were just talking about going to a bachelor party with strippers like
1: also does that still happen like here I am in my queer little bubble (laughs) and like I work and live and play around gay people yeah almost 24 hours a day yeah the only person I'm around regularly that's not queer except for our boss is my own mother
0: you're you work in a queer bubble i work in a queer bubble so i can't even remember what we were talking about oh good
1: um i have the attention span of like a house flies sometimes and mondays are particularly bad also it's monday where we are or when we are i guess this feels every time we when we record an episode like this it feels very like back to the future
0: a little bit yeah a little bit anyways um but yeah because i have another job (laughs) and this wasn't The boss that was doing it it was kind of in reference to some of our clients because a lot Mm -hmm. of them are more conservative and like we're trying to open a conversation without Mm -hmm. like kicking in the door and being like yo be nice to gay people you can't do that because otherwise you can freak out and get more angry at gay people if you kick in the door and say be nice to gay people they then don't let us in the door yeah said gay people are not allowed in the door you have just kicked out but yeah so you have to walk this line of just like toning down absolutely Mm -hmm. everything yeah right and yeah it's I feel like it's a common experience like people of color have talked to me about this Mm -hmm. and like when you think of like survivors
1: right like abuse survivors it's like mm -hmm. it's so often that people are like oh don't share your story because that's like that's a lie. Yeah, yeah that's very that's real heavy and like heavy can be another term like political yeah and heavy right can go yeah. hand in hand so it's like if you're like a survivor and you are somebody that's like oh i have this really empowering short story that i would like to share a lot of times after hearing so often like oh that's too much oh that yeah. will intimidate people oh like that's traumatic it's like you get to a point where you don't even father right like yeah. speaking from experience and I'm sure like you've had similar experiences mm-hmm. where like like I have sexual assault experience I am a survivor of sexual assault I'm a survivor of physical assault and I don't talk about it not because I'm not in a safe place to talk mm-hmm. about it but because I've been in so many unsafe places yeah. that it just be has become a very silent part of my life right it's almost reflexive exactly yeah. Yeah. So that's why like when you, when you're going walking around being like, oh, that's so political. It's like you, that's, it's no, it's a human experience that somebody has tied politics to, but like, that doesn't make it any less of a human experience.
0: Well, and that's, I've had this conversation before of like things that have been politicized versus things that are political. Mm -hmm. Right. So like our gender, our identity has been politicized. Mm -hmm but our existence is not necessarily no. Right. And like you say, you know, people don't want to hear the super heavy stuff, but like, I feel like if they're looking for a queer person to talk, they want to hear the saddest thing yeah. about how your parents kicked you out yeah, and you were homeless and like all yeah. this. And you like went to using like drugs, drugs. but then you were saved by some out. Al- like, this Bye. whole thing, Jesus. they don't want it to be angry. Yeah. They want it to be sad so they can feel bad for you mm-hmm. and good about themselves. Cause they would never kick, if you were their child, yeah. they would never kick you out of the house. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And like, it's similar to like, I've noticed on one-to-one conversations and I've had these a little bit, my trans mask friends have really mm-hmm. gotten the brunt of this is especially when you're talking to cis women. There is like an entitlement to know all of the gory details. Yeah, like they want to know how you have sex. They want to know what, like, for trans people, what your genital situation is. Yeah, they want to know absolutely everything. And like, I feel like for cis women talking to trans men, it's like, oh, we have the same parts, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. I can talk about it. it's like. And think of what that curiosity kind of
1: like, like that curiosity, and they like, I'm gonna say curiosity with quotation marks because yeah. that's what it's always labeled, right? Oh, yeah. I'm just curious that trickles down into so many situations. So like, you'll see youth, like one kid invites, kid A invites kid B to something. Kid B is like, I can't go. I already have plans. And kid A is instantly like, well, what are your plans? And it's like, like, you know, like it starts there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, who are they with? Well, what are you going to do? Right? And it just kind of like perpetuates because, you know, you see your parents doing Mm. it. And I often am the first person to be like, you have plans, like, please don't tell me what they are. Cause like not to be that guy, but I actually don't care. If you can't come to something
0: that I'm inviting you to, I'm probably not going to be thinking about what else you're doing. Unless it's something really wild and kind of like gossipy almost. I want to hear like, if but you were going to confront see? your mother-in-law, please tell me all about it. And what happens after? And now
1: you're if perpetuating you're going- <laughs> the
0: exact same stereotype that you're but talking about. I'm not going to like go be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if, if you want me, to volunteer, part of me is a little me. bit curious. If you want to tell me, that's cool. Great. Um, yeah. But no, and I find, especially with like asking trans people, it's very invalidating. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right, because it's like, oh, well, we have the same parts. It's like, okay, so you're saying he's not really a man.
1: Well, yeah, and it's almost like why? Like, I think people do that to try to relate to other people. And my question for you would be, why do you need to? Yeah. Relate to other people? Like, you can find other common things then what's in your pants like if your genitalia is how you are relating to people that is
0: concerning wild (laughs) well it's like the really touchy cis straight women like I was talking to this woman it was my downstairs neighbor's stepmother god <laughs> they were walking his dog I was walking my dog the two dogs were like oh my god we're friends we're gonna say hi I hate right? when dogs do that the and then like, like we were right near the house and we were both heading back so we kind of walked back together for like the half a block but she was talking to me and she did you know how someone will do like the conspiratorial kind of tone of mm-hmm. like I'm telling you a secret and she like poked me in the hip I'm like I don't even know your name I've known you for about 50 feet. Yeah. <laughs> like not even
1: the amount of time. <laughs> just the distance.
0: Yeah. And why would she poke your hip? Well, like the- Like, like to tell something, you something? Oh my- Like, I would and you like, won't believe that. Also, like, why are you so close? To, I am a very exactly. large
1: bubble. If you are yeah. within three feet of me, you are encroaching on my personal space.
0: My family calls it the hula hoop because that's how my grade, <laughs> yeah. That's how my grade one teacher taught us all about- Personal space is she gave us all hula hoops, Mm -hmm. um, which we, of course, then used to run around bashing into each other. Yeah. Um, But she was like, nobody should come inside your hula hoop unless you give them permission. Mm -hmm. My hula hoop is like a. Yeah, I have quite a lecture. Yeah, it's like a
1: semi truck. It's scaled. (laughs) It's
0: scaled to how well I know you and how much I (laughs) like you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I have a very large (laughs) hula hoop. Yeah. So. political yeah yeah it's yeah it's wild it's this whole respectability thing Mm -hmm. i feel like and we've talked a little bit about respectability politics Mm -hmm. um in our super secret episode where the audio was terrible so we just posted the video um which you can see on our youtube it was our first time trying to record in person we also committed a murder in that episode
1: we did talk about crime we didn't commit a murder but that might push you to go there watch. you go
0: yeah because yeah. now you're like what actually happened over there we're secret. not gonna tell you secret well and i was quite proud of the title because it was about the pisces bathhouse raid and i, I was, was like, like i don't
1: even remember what the oh, episode no. was.
0: it was two libras learn about the pisces and i was like i am so clever <laughs> <a> good, <laughs> good title god i should
1: listen to my own podcast oh my god right
0: but we talked about respectability politics and if you're mm-hmm. wondering what that is it's basically like if you know me and kelsey were talking and kelsey was shittier than they are as a person this is not the real kelsey that's true Um, maybe i am like this i don't know but like there's a thing so like with people who date multiple genders it's like there's you know a lot of slut shaming and stuff and Mm -hmm. like you're making us look bad or like really effeminate people telling really effeminate gay men it's like stop being such a stereotype like we're trying to advance the movement like We were just talking
1: about this actually my partner and I because a comment was made by somebody well I don't even know if a comment was made by somebody in her life but a comments have been made in the past by people in her life about how um like gay men perpetuate this cheat like all gay men cheat or like Mm. oh you know so and so broke up with so and so because that person cheated on that person and you know because they're lesbians like all lesbians have a really bad and it's like that it's also like that's demonizing (laughs) you know but Mm -hmm. it's also like that's people's way of like making things more like palatable
0: for them that's the right and so like sort of one of the kings of respectability politics who turned out to be an absolute monster and i'm sorry i'm going to say his name was cosby right with the cosby show like he played you know this family man he wore his ugly sweaters they were just this nice yeah down with bill cosby Fuck yeah you, yeah but they were this nice non-threatening like he was you know educate had a good like i think he was a doctor or something but like you know what i mean it's like and then other people looked at it it's like well why can't other black people be like the cosby's like they're so you know nice they're so respect- <laughs> well. well like- and that's the thing right so then you get people like the black panthers it's like you're so angry you're making everybody look bad Mm -hmm. right and so it's just these highly politicized aspects of our identity and like the whole thing that sparked this is i wrote kind of went off of my coming out story which like my queerness is tied very close to advocacy Mm -hmm. for me like they are inseparable um and so And they're like, well, you could rewrite it in a way that won't piss off our conservative clients. It's like, I literally don't think I can. (laughs) Without taking out absolutely all of the soul. And that wasn't a knock against her. Like, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this like kind of mainstream society, whatever that means. Yeah, But like cishet people, white people, able-bodied people have these very specific ideas of what like, a good queer person looks like what a good Mm -hmm. well and they don't go by queer because that's yeah and it's like you can
1: educate without having to blah 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 what a
0: good black person looks like it's like black women who are told they are too angry or they need to you know tone policing right and it's just this whole thing about trying to make us more palatable but Mm -hmm. also trying to make us more like them yeah totally right which is kind of the thing right is like we like black people or indigenous people as long as they act like uh polite white people Mm -hmm. totally you know yeah it's like like, we like gay people as long as they're like respectable straight people yeah with their picket fence and i notice
1: that all the time where people are like i love the indigenous community but then it comes to you know the individual that's struggling with substance use that's on the street houseless That might be a little bit rowdy when you walk by just because they're having you know a really good day and they're very vocal about it yeah and then it's like you don't actually love indigenous people you love what you want them to be right so it's like that's kind of like yeah that's really unfortunate Mm -hmm. you know and like you reflect on things like that and if you think about how people have responded to things that like you've disclosed in the past. It's like, you even think about we have kids that have disclosed their sexual assault status and have told us in the past that people respond and are like, well, that's why you're maybe that's why you're gay. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah, And it's like, I've heard that several times I did come out late in life. So I have a very long history of dating men, cis straight awful men (laughs) like conservative like I did not know who I was until I was in my late 20s so I have a long history with unhealthy men and a lot of times especially like in therapy or like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like when I'm talking to somebody that feels a need to diagnose me um it will be that I'm gay as a result of yes the trauma and it's like no no because there are people that go through that and are still straight. <laughs> like. But, you know, so it's like you
0: think of yeah. things like that and it's like people almost want there to be a reason that you're controversial. Well, because they want everybody and it's a very human thing. We all do it. They want people to fit into neat little boxes. Like yeah. we like to categorize things and people are the same. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. want to be able to draw a straight, like a through line of like you are A because B, yeah. which means you belong in box B. See, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. And then when you don't fit in a box and they're trying to like cram you in but you got your legs spread out, yeah. you're like, "No." And that's the thing. Like, <laughs>
1: like I I'm regularly hesitant yeah. to disclose a lot about my past because I am known as a successful member of the queer community. <laughs> and I don't like it's like the second a lot of times the second you kind of share your past it's like you're successful because you went through stuff right and sometimes Mm, yes like it's the same thing it's like we want you to be this because of something
0: and it's like sometimes I'm just great because I'm great absolutely people don't need to be traumatized to grow no (laughs) (laughs) like some of us do like some of us grow because of but like but like it's not a prerequisite
1: like yeah totally and like some of us truly like had like lived in really rough lives and have built something better for ourselves and don't want you to blame the people that
0: you know that kind of
1: pushed us down for so many years it's like i'm not
0: who i am because of the people who were shitty to me
1: exactly right yeah
0: like i'm not strong because
1: i had an absent father (laughs) Like my father being absent didn't make me the person I am. It made me a person without a father. Like who knows who I would be if he was there? I'm gonna guess probably not this great. Um, <laughs> but like you know what I mean? Like it's like that just did not like he did not contribute anything yeah. to my life because he wasn't
0: there. That is actually the point.
1: Of I'm the not. Absence.
0: I'm not a cool person because of who my dad was. I have daddy issues because of him. <laughs> yeah. Like. literally though
1: and that's the thing it's like but like society has almost like it's like those things are glorified
0: now you know
1: it's like it's cool to have daddy issues as long as you're not angry about it yeah you can be sad about it yeah
0: but god forbid you get angry if you've seen some of
1: the messages that i sent to my dad because of my daddy issues like it's like these like i would be an angry queer person with daddy issues right but that would be my title Like an angry queer person with daddy issues and angry would always come before queer and daddy issues would always come at the end. So queer would just be sandwiched in between those two things
0: because it's a reason. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's an explanation.
1: Yeah. I'm actually a really happy person outside of the daddy issues and I'm only angry (laughs) like on Christmas and my birthday. (laughs) Which is unfortunate. I love Christmas so much. I'm not, I've gotten past the point. I love Christmas too. I'm not angry on Christmas anymore. That's good. Just the birthday. <laughs> Just the birthday. <laughs> no. <not> oh, <laughs> boy. Um, yeah. It's such an interesting conversation topic because I think it's things thing. I'm interested to see, like, what our listeners think. And, like, yes. if you have feedback on this topic and you want to tell us, please do. Because we are very aware of how we view the world. And, like, sometimes I... I'm grounded in the fact that we are abnormally aware, <laughs> you know, and yeah. we overthink our lives. So like, we're very aware of these things, but I think that a lot of people do them unconsciously mm-hmm. and like, where do they come from? And like, what kind of sparks that? And like, what in your brain is like, I want to know. Like, that's,
0: that's when you get I'm into curious. unconscious bias, right? Yeah. Which like, everybody has it. Like, mm-hmm. it's something we are raised with. Like we get it from media, all of that. It's like when people who say like, White people will say, "I'm not racist." It's like, okay, let's really take a second to examine your actions. Though, also, you can't say that as a white person. You cannot say the words, "I'm not racist." Well, because it's usually followed with a but, which yes. is really fun. Well, but, um, but like you, can... yeah, that's not. Something but you can I say. fell down like a wonderful anti-racism TikTok hole the other day, and this guy was talking about like, you know, he thought he was one of the good ones. Blah 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 blah. But like, they had this like rule about giving out free sauce at the restaurant he worked with and it was kind of it was a very loose rule Mm -hmm. like they're supposed to pay for like extra but it doesn't a lot of it doesn't really matter and so you know this guy came through the drive-thru worker said oh like if you want extra sauce that's gonna be this much money and then guy stepped back he was like well I gave the three cars in front of him extra sauce why did the only thing I know about that man is that he's black interesting and then the guy was like thinking because he's from the south like he was like the first thought was oh some people just want free stuff mm-hmm. it's like okay and it just kind mm. of goes he just kind of goes through right and this was such a small thing mm-hmm. like he didn't call somebody a slur he didn't know it was just this immediate bias of mm-hmm. this person wants free stuff but the white people in the cars in front mm-hmm. just need a little extra sauce for their yeah. barbecue right interesting and so that's what i mean when You know, you can't really say I'm not racist. Yeah. Because when you really look at your biases, like it's something, because we've learned it so deeply and so young. Mm -hmm. Like there are things I do, and then I'll be like, that was racist. (laughs) Well, like I'll think something, and I'm like, okay, where did, where the hell did that thought Mm -hmm. come from? know it's we've had conversations about this right like as we're building programs we talk all the
1: time about like okay so let's talk about like accessibility and then like we'll post something on instagram and then we'll like run back to each other and be like oh wait like do you think that was not appropriate right because you always have to be reevaluating these things because Mm. your intentions actually don't matter what matters is your impact yeah like it doesn't matter if I'm in trying not to be racist. What matters is if I say or do things that oppress yeah the that community. And it's the same with ableist. It's the same with sexist,
0: right? It's just that yeah. we all default to racist because that's well, that's the, example. the most palpable. <laughs> the example <laughs> but, I had top of yeah, mind, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's yeah, but your intention doesn't matter. What's the thing, right? Is when people <clears throat> like apologize for something they did and they're like, I'm. And it's usually, I'm sorry you felt this way, which is BS and not a real thing. Yeah. But is then they'll explain, which I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. mind. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily... Because it is... Especially if it's, like, someone you work with. Yeah. Knowing the intention behind a mistake can help you avoid that mistake happening again. Yes. Right? But if it's some random person on the internet, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, 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 Mm blah. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, you impacted this person in this way absolutely and you need to own that absolutely right and nobody's expecting people to walk around and never like
1: say anything racist right like i've made comments you've looked at me and you're like blah, blah. like you can't like you know and that's the thing is that you need to be around people that are constantly holding you accountable so that when you do find these unconscious biases mm-hmm. inside yourself which a lot of times you can't find like a lot of times people point them out because yes. they're unconscious yes yeah, you don't like it right? think about it. It's how you respond. We say that all the time. It's how you respond to people. When you get the pronouns wrong, it's like, it's about how you respond when they correct you. It's not about the fact that you got the pronouns wrong. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It's like, if you do something or say something that is offensive to a marginalized community or to anybody, and they take that as something that hurts them, like, yeah, the end, you know, like, it's not
0: about you anymore. Well, that's the thing, right? And I say this all the time is like, it's not about you. (laughs) If somebody gets mad and goes off on you because you misgendered them, it's not necessarily about you. Yeah. Right. And you just kind of have to take that with a grain of salt almost. Right. Absolutely. Is like, I am, you know, the dozenth person. Dozenth? Is that a word? I feel like it is. Mm. The 12th person today. (laughs) Yeah, like that to misgender this person in this way, and like you know, eventually a straw is going to break the camel's back, and so yeah, you just kind of have to own your impact when you're a helper.
1: That's really hard, right? Like we talk about it, like we when we whenever kids like kind of venture out of out loud and venture back in, that's not actually what we want. Yeah, like we don't want kids to have to come to absolutely every program we run. Like we want them to build community, but sometimes we're like. what did we do? And then we have to kind of like check ourselves and be like, no, I know I didn't do anything. Like this is what we want. They made friends here and
0: now they're going out and doing things. Like that's, that means
1: that what we're doing is working.
0: Yeah. And sometimes
1: it's really hard, right? Because like you're human too and you're a helper and you just want to be that one person that can kind of change the world. But it's like, that is a very toxic point of view. And like, it takes community to change the world, not just an individual that's the thing
0: right deep thoughts that's yeah deep thoughts from an onion <laughs> but yeah i guess kind of in summation it's yeah the thing of like your experience is too political unless we specifically ask for you to mm-hmm. release all of your trauma in a very sad way but do not get angry or else we'll get mad at you yeah. um but if we're just talking i need you to tell me everything mm. about uh, trans surgery yeah. And whether you've had it or if you want it, um, you know, like, oh, you're a trans woman who's getting breast implants. What cup size? What made you, <laughs> what, what was that like? Do you still, do you have a penis? I wish. Like, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> yeah, not you specifically, well. but yeah. <laughs> <is> so <sighs> Honestly, there's always those like little things about like, what would you do if you were like, a dude for a day Mm -hmm. or like the opposite opposite Mm -hmm. gender (laughs) for a day and I'm like honestly if I had a penis I would probably stand in the mirror and helicopter it for a couple minutes Um, I think that would just be fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I'd probably go for a walk at night (laughs) yeah (laughs) But um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And by at night, we live in Alberta, so that's like six p.m. Well, in, in the, like November, in the, right? Yeah.
0: Like oh, in November it's going to be like four thirty. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's already starting to get dark.
1: We're actually currently surrounded by wildfire smoke, so that's extra yeah. special. Yeah, it took global longer. warming. It took
0: longer this year to come in though. It's almost the end of August because there was rain. Yeah. Also, yay global warming. <laughs> for causing the rain and the smoke yeah do you have any summation thoughts
1: i don't think so i had one and i've been trying to remember it this entire time
0: i'm not
1: just i'll remember it after this episode though
0: yeah but yeah that was our half hour rant about please stop telling me i'm being too political if i'm just talking about my day or my life but yeah. at the same time, don't ask weird personal questions if we're just like talking one on one, unless we have that kind of very open, close friendship. Yeah, and then maybe. But like, yeah, don't go up to your like coworker and think just because the two of you are women that you can ask, "How do you have sex with another woman?" Yeah, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> no my
1: partner and i've
0: had that (laughs) happen
1: actually which is kind of like the worst part yeah is that this all sounds so very ridiculous and so very these are all real examples (laughs) things actually freaking happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah what a great episode yeah i just swear to angry queer people (laughs) and we don't give a shit about your respectability politics yeah we're not queer because we're traumatized we're queer because we're cool as hell um and if anybody comes into my social media trying to tell me that queer is a slur i will physically fight you (laughs) people need to stop (laughs) like i've gotten that so much from who though just random people on social media yeah like
1: you can't tell a community that their own words
0: Well, and that's where, like, you should call it the gay community. I'm like, um, I was talking specifically about queer people, but whatever.
1: God! Also, the gay community is a very specific community. Yeah. Like, that is one letter out of, like, 12. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your multiple queer joys? I remember
0: one. Okay. For sure. Let's hear it i don't really remember it I oh my god that. do you remember yours yes okay i'm gonna because i'm excited about Freak. them so i have two and they're kind of of a theme and so i absolutely love history so so much um i minored in it i read about it for fun um but there is this thing about humans have literally always been people there are certain things that have not changed okay and by people i don't mean biology okay <laughs> i was i mean our behavior. So like there was recently a giant sloth footprint found from 11,000 years ago. There's nothing better than a giant sloth. Well, you know what's better than a giant sloth? Is finding tiny children footprints inside of it from kids playing in the muddy puddle that it created. 11,000-year-old like ice age children playing in a muddy puddle created by a giant sloth. Oh my god that is just amazing i know it's wonderful and then the other one that kind of relates that is like i came across somebody posted an article about um this incredibly old manuscript from china Mm -hmm. that clearly while it was being written someone's cat had walked across the page and there were little inky paw prints cute and there are ones from like medieval irish manuscripts and like so people kept posting all these like historical Mm -hmm. tomes that had little cat footprints that's cute yeah, cats have always gotten in the way. Um, that's funny. But cats yeah. have always been cats. People but that's what I mean when people. I say people have always been people. It's like there were, you know, farmers at the agricultural revolution that got like hangnails and shit. And like, weird. And like there's graffiti in Rome talking about so-and-so's mom is hot. Or like so-and-so and so-and-so are best friends forever. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that's my career joy. It's just... Because we get so down about Mm -hmm. how horrible people are. I'm like, when you look at us, I don't, I think individuals can be horrible. Totally. And certain, like, they can kind of pull groups to them. I think humans are pretty cool. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. (sighs) I'm just going to stare at you until you remember your question. I remember it. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So <laughs> let me first say that I am not ashamed to be who I am. Let's <laughs> start there. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, so it's gonna be an embarrassing story. Like... It's not embarrassing. Um, so when I was in college, there was this YouTube video released that I've talked to my partner and a couple friends about, and nobody else knows about it. So I'm kind of like, was this like an East Coast thing? Because from for those of you that don't know, I'm from New Brunswick, so like, and that's where I went to college and school and everything. Um, and it was this video. And tell me if you know what it is. Okay, okay. And it's off YouTube and it's called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. What? Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, so if anybody knows what I'm talking about, please DM the Queer in- the queer Halftime Instagram and validate me because I haven't found anybody that knows what I'm talking about. However, somebody obviously does because they've recently released a movie about him. Okay,
0: so let me set the context. Marcel the Shell. <gasps> Okay. No, I do. I did hear a thing about this. I did not know about it from like my past, but I heard that this movie was coming out. Yes.
1: So it's a tiny shell. um, And there's, he has eyeballs on him and he has little shoes on him. And it's basically a stop motion. It's any voiced by like a small child too. I think so. Yes. Um, And it's a stop motion, like YouTube video about this tiny shell that his name is Marcel and he really appreciates his life. And he kind of like goes through all of these like weird things that you wouldn't think of because like, you're not a shell. Um, But he talks about how like, he's always wanted a dog and he never got a dog. So he like tied a piece of um, like a piece of thread to a ball of lint and drags it around. And like, anyways, he is just, when I first saw these videos, I'm pretty sure the first one came out in 2012. And there's only like two or three of them. Okay. And I was obsessed with them. I was in a very, very dark place in my life. Um, and it was like giving me a small amount of serotonin. So I was like, I would watch these videos every single friggin' day, basically, because oh they God. just gave me so much joy. <laughs> and he just very much reminded me to be appreciative of the small things. So not only is this video come, this movie is coming out about him. Okay. Like this is 10 years later. So he's now, there's a video coming or a movie. It's in theaters in certain places. Oh. I know this because I wanted to go to the movies and see it. And Steph was like, it's only in theaters in so Calgary. it's like a special release <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So I am waiting for it to come to somewhere that I can actually watch it. Like, I can't wait because like an hour and a half of this serotonin is just gonna be so great. But when I was looking for a movie to watch and I came across this and for some reason I hadn't really like put the Cineplex thing first, like I hadn't put the Cineplex location right. So it just popped up all the movies in Canada mm-hmm. that were showing. Okay. And I was like, oh, Steph, let's go watch Marcel the Shell. And she was like, I have no idea what this is. So I showed her the first video and like it, this, this was like three weeks ago. Okay and I just like was so happy and I was basically like reciting the video word for word and she must have it must have just like sat in her brain because I forgot all about it all the time she regularly paints me stuff and just like random stuff because she's an artist and she'll paint you me stuff for
0: disgusting my I know right?
1: she'll paint me stuff for my office and she painted me uh um, a little plaque for my home office that has a hook on it, and it's a she, it's a picture of Marcel the Shell with the shoes on. And one of my favorite quotes that he t- says is "treats and snoozing, and snoozing and, and treats," and it says "treats and snoozing" on it. And it just brought me the most serotonin ever. And I was like, "Get you a partner that like remembers something you showed them from your from ten years ago." Three weeks later. And fought, paints it for you. Like I was like, what? How do you even remember this? Like I showed you once, but it just brought me enough serotonin, apparently. So clearly Literally.
0: I'm gonna spend the next hour in my office watching these videos. Um oh my God. Yeah. but you two, yeah, you're disgustingly adorable. Like I remember you saying when you went to pick her up from the airport and she had been gone for less than 24 hours and you brought her flowers. <laughs>
1: yeah that would have been really cute until i sat at the wrong gate and she had to walk through (laughs) half the airport
0: looking for me god this is was. i did have the flowers and i looked cool did you see that article about all these lonely single men who are single because women are raising the bar this is (laughs) see yeah lesbians are being good partners and all the straight women are like i why can't you and this isn't even being a good partner. Like,
1: somebody once gave me actual, like, an astronomical amount of credit because Steph was on her period, and I went out and got her Advil in the middle of a blizzard. She did, like, Advil and tampons, and I went, and I got her Advil and tampons and some chocolate and something. And I happened to post that I was out running an errand, and somebody was like, wow, you're such a good partner. And I was like, this is, like literally the bare minimum i could do also the amount of time it would take me to argue with her about the fact that i don't want to go out in this blizzard i could have been gone and back by now (laughs) so like why not just do it
0: solo and some people still like find a way to tunnel under right
1: Um. astronomical
0: yeah it's so funny i i think I've, i don't know if i've talked about this before but i in university i had a friend who was a lesbian who hung out with a lot of men mm-hmm. I know, like she had a lot of straight men dudes and straight men dudes straight straight men friends <laughs> <laughs> a lot of straight men dudes a lot of straight men dudes <laughs> to hang out with um but she she had had this kind of thing where she had mentioned just offhand like you know oh i can't i've got to, you know I'm doing this thing for my partner mm-hmm. and they're like wait what and they all had this like light bulb moment and then she realized the power she had <laughs> and so she started doing this in a way to positively manipulate her straight man dudes <laughs> um, to being better partners that's amazing yeah that's amazing i I'm, I'm like out here doing she's out here doing that's the work. lord's work yeah
1: yeah i don't hang around Eddie.
0: Straight guys,
1: straight man dudes. So
0: I can't influence anybody except for other gay people, which I don't really need to do. Very few straight man dudes, um, (laughs) but they're all like super far, like leftist, like, but not the shitty like won't do the dishes leftist men. Not so leftist. your Guns back. (laughs) Oh my god. Do (laughs) we're just rambling now, but I love it. Do um ever. Listener, (laughs) (laughs) have like just a little line that you joke about all the time, so you have forgotten that it's you don't see it as funny anymore. And then you say it in front of people who've never heard it, and they lose their shit. And you're like, Oh, Oh, it's just so good! Oh, it's just so good. We were talking about
1: this podcast once that I recently started listening to. Shout out to Behind the Bastards! Oh, it's just so good. And Becca was recommending it, and this was before I started listening to it, and they were like, you know, it's the kind of podcast that's, like, really left. Like, so far left, you get your guns back. And I, like, was like, <laughs> what did you just say?
0: <laughs> like,
1: and I've been using it ever since. Yes, yeah, you
0: go far enough left, you get your guns back. Oh,
1: it's just so good. <laughs> get it? Because life's a circle. If you don't get it, that's, I'm helping.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad we've wasted an hour of your time. There we go. We've had fun. I hope you've had fun, too. Um... So yeah, be kind to yourself and others and we will ramble on next week. See you then. Bye.
1: (laughs) That was a good one.